That's always the the thing to start with, right? Corona. It's been a long, long time since. Yeah, as long as you got a uh, as long as you got a current events page, you know we got a couple of things we can rattle off. Oh, and, for sure. And Corona's co- Corona's the hot topic. You know always. what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's no it's escaping that bastard. No, none. None. I blame Trump. <laughs> Soon I'll be blaming Biden. There you go. That's right. That's right. Biden and who's his who's his running Biden mate today? Joe get it. Uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, that's right. That's his running mate. Yeah, I don't know a lot about politics, so I can kind of talk about it. So because I don't really know much about it, so I don't uh, try to offend anyone. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I just hear names. I heard names today, and I was like, okay, cool. People are talking about yeah. it, but yeah, the one thing that's definitely a current is always, always Corona, because that's going on, right? School's almost in swing. That's a big yeah. thing out here for sure. I'm sure everywhere, right? Talking about yeah. kids going back into classes, right? You got kiddos that got to get back in classes, or where are they going? Into their bedrooms and turning on their computers. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be homeschooled for Tony. Like, are they? Do they have stuff through their classrooms that they have to do? Yeah. The, so last time it was real. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. We. I just keep it going, and then we cut out when things kind of start flowing. Um. So last year it was like a super clusterfuck um, for the kids and the parents. So I think more more so than learning, we were all huddled around screens just trying to figure out what the hell was going on. <clears throat> so this year they sent out an email maybe a month ago and said school will be in session um, between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Um, there's going to be, you know, separations of what's going on so the kids can take a break. So essentially they're literally having class at home now. It's going to be um, some of the teachers at some schools will be available on campus and, and, and for the kids that are having a hard time. Um, they're going to have one-on-one sessions with the children that need the help. Before, it was like a Zoom, a bunch of kids, and like two or three teachers, and it's like a zoo. Now they're trying to separate it. And I think they're going to even have separate classes at separate times, which is why it's um, stretched out until 2 o'clock. So I, I, personally, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be cool for the kids who understand, and a lot of kids don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be different here for sure. Like the big thing that I talk to kids about that I got to work with is they don't know what they're doing yet. A lot of them are saying, well, I think I'm going to stay home. Uh, other kids are saying, well, I'm going to go to school part-time. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do stuff online. I don't even know if they're going to have two classes per day. One of the things they were talking about was, okay, two classes a day, one class in the morning for three hours and like another class in the afternoon for three hours. I don't know about you. Yeah, but I couldn't sit still just to limit traffic through classrooms, right? Have like math for three hours. But I I, I can tell you right now, I couldn't do something like that. So I don't think that's going to be the route they take. No, I think that I think they should take the route that that Tony's talking about. I think that would be the way to do it. Um, Just because like, okay, sure, there's a lot of kids that don't have don't have the uh, equipment maybe but you know you could you could fucking 
come up with that somehow through the school board or whatever and do your thing do it that way um up here now they're from at least in regina they don't have any any fucking thing figured out they're just saying yeah whatever back to school wow that's no, mass, that's... no nothing just fucking straight up whatever yeah, well, they're going to try to physically distance in the classroom, and that'll be fine when you got fucking 70 kids in a class. I'm around grown people all day long, and those bastards can't even do it, so I can't imagine kids can, especially right. after, like, a, ju- a juice box or a snack. They're going to be bumping it. They're going to be running towards each other, especially because they haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, right. exactly, right? This is going to be big. They're going to be just all around. And I know we were just kind of talking about some of the classroom stuff. I'll get back to that. Like, Joey, you mentioned some of the uh, technology issues. Like, we, we still have some of that. Some of the kids I work with live out on some of the reserves outside of the, the school area, and they do not get, like, Wi-Fi. They don't have funding for, for computers, stuff like that. There is still some kids that, you know, being in classroom was the main way they could learn so that's going to be a big obstacle for for some of them around here in manitoba other provinces and i'm sure elsewhere Uh, like like tony what's it like for and 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 los angeles and los angeles Uh, that was that was my question there it's just kind of what's it like in the u.s for like people with you know low-income places with poor wi-fi areas like i don't know anything about that because we still have some of those places here which people sometimes feel blessed and thankful that it's almost everywhere but it sure as hell is not everywhere well it's here we have those areas the um we had a we had a conference with my my daughter's teacher a week before they shut the schools down and we got there early there were like two kids ahead of us and we had to listen to the conferences, the conversation between the teachers and the parents. And it was some of the saddest shit that I'd heard just because these, these children were unable to fathom what was going on. And, you know, the teacher's trying to tell them in so many ways, the kids the kids not getting it. These were two separate conferences, same message. We get up there with our kids, it's whatever. We, we leave a week later, everything shuts down. They start talking about the mobile devices and all this and all that. And I know for a fact, at least half of the kids that go to my daughter's school, they have no access to that stuff. Even when they were giving out the devices, they there was like a 30% rate of parents that were, were unable to come back to the school to even pick up the mobile devices so the kids could continue learning. Like 40% of the kids are, um, according to whatever paperwork, you know how bastards always have numbers and percentages, mm-hmm. but there's a 40% of those kids were are displaced uh, because of COVID-19, because once the school shut down and they said, hey, come back and get your stuff, they never went back. Right. That's t- that's terrible. So that we don't we don't terrible. have we don't have we don't have rural places, but we have areas of low income to where they, they don't have um, access to the essential things. And that's that's part of the problem. The right. schools are like here. We got the stuff. Then you got the parents and you got families that can't even operate the things. Right. You know, the, the schools go out of their way. They're like, we have this uh, set up to help you do this. We have this set up to help you do that. And they do as much as they can, but you, you can only do so much. Sure. It's a right. big learning curve for a lot of people. Yes. One yes. way or and another. When, when, it, when everything shut down, I thought about those two kids that whose conference I had to listen to because they needed help now. They needed physical help. They don't need no damn computer. Yeah, fuck, exactly. Fuck the coronavirus. Fuck you, COVID nineteen. It's yeah. it's harsh, man. Yeah, I see sp- a lot of the. Sorry, there's and a lot of those a lot of the schools too do the you know they do the lunch for kids and stuff like that. Like that's a lot of, that's 
that's a big way that kids were eating too during the day. Right. That's exactly where I was going at. Like that. What's that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's fucking good. See, and like some. Some of the like kiddos here out here are gonna miss things like that. When if you can't go to the school, I I have kids that that was their safe place. That that's gonna be like that's a big concern for me. Kids I work with, families, uh, people around here, because you know what? If you were sending a kid back to a toxic environment and their only safe place was school, they'd go there early in the morning, be able to do those breakfast programs and feel good about themselves. Stay after class, you know, do sports, things like that, and and that's all gone. And then you send, they just spend the whole time in that toxic environment. You wonder how some of the kiddos are going to turn out. How how some of the families are going to turn out. What the hell is going to happen? Um, I have I have a, an article saved on the front page, uh, the first turning page on my phone about this exact thing. I haven't read it yet, but uh, so many scientists and uh, experts have already begun to speculate the type of emotional and mental and physical effects that all these things are going to have on the generation behind, you know, for, for lack of a better way to put it, ours. And it says it's going to be some some differences. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of this isolation is going to cause a lot of not necessarily a personality uh personality disorders but it's going to make the people that were become becoming antisocial because of the internet even more antisocial if not dependent on the internet i think right i can see it it makes sense to me seeing that that view of it as well because you know if you're already you know not spending time with people and how you have the opportunity to kind of for, be forced into that. It's like, okay, this is like the perfect breeding ground to kind of get used to this, to get familiar with it. And then when it comes to meeting people in person, that was already problematic for some of the, the kiddos and yeah, adolescents and like early adults I was working with because when conflict arose, they, they would just open up their phone or go to their tablet and, and, and hide from it as opposed to talking to people about it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be heavy, man. It, it is heavy now. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. You know, and that's what it, like I like about being on holidays right now. I just kind of get the opportunity to mostly for the for the most part stay away from that type of stress, uh, dealing with it, seeing what's going on firsthand because I'm just I'm just around. But in here, we it's starting tomorrow. Our, our local Walmart is now having the, the man, mandated uh, masks, masks you have to wear, but they can't enforce it. The thing is, like, like it's mandatory for you to go in there. But if somebody comes in kicking and screaming, so fuck you, I'm not wearing a mask. They don't have the authority to boot them out of there. Yeah, so that's really it, stupid. I think yeah. you should have that authority. If you're mandating something, you should have the the power to like follow up with that mandate, not just say. You, could, you have to fucking wear a mask, but I mean, if you don't, whatever, we can't stop you. It's like, well, what the fuck is the point of mandating masks then? It's tough, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, you'd That's have to hire. True. Yeah, you have to hire, like, you know, they're, I believe they're going to have somebody at the door, you know, uh, okay. from what I'm hearing in town, but not security or anything like that. Even security guards, right? You know, they don't have really much power, like, except write something down if somebody that does something bad. I was going to say, I, I have a, I got a whole stable of bouncers that used to work in these nightclubs that are fucking shut down. Why don't we just go stand at the front door and say, yo, <laughs> you pay, you pay me. 20 bucks an hour, I'll go stand at that fucking front door, and everybody will be wearing a goddamn mask when they go to the <laughs> I'll tell you right now, because um, nobody, <laughs> nobody in security guard business is making more than, like, 14 bucks an hour out this way. So. I'm saying, 20, 25 bucks an hour? Fuck yeah, you will have every face will be fucking covered going Hell into this. Yeah. But, yeah, Hell would yeah. they? Because there's absolutely no authority unless it's, like, from... 
like police even police don't have the authority it's just kind of there like you know you'd risk people getting in trouble for something that can't be there what they're hoping i think is just that you know locally if one big store starts the the trend that the others will follow suit and people will just sort of get it hopefully joe's laughing joe's laughing i think joe watches because you watch the you watch american news and you see how that's working out for us it's not not gonna work out well yeah well i'm laughing because yeah that but also like our fucking the the leader of our province can't even fucking follow the social distancing mandate that he himself imposed. You know what I mean? Like there's pictures of him online today, fucking arm in arm with all these people, whatever, taking a picture for a photo op. Or, oh, I was taking a photo op for uh, supporting local business and blah blah blah. It's like yeah, okay, motherfucker. But if you're sitting there and the the Saskatchewan Health Agency is saying this is how it has to be, and you're not doing that, like how serious do you take this shit? Like well, if, if this is shit that your own government is saying, and I'm saying, I understand, yes, America, all that, but especially here, if, if you're trying to lead by example, you're not setting a very good fucking example. And now we still, I don't know if we still have, but last week we had the highest cases per capita in Canada. Oh, wow. So, yeah, our, our province took a big hit. It was, we, it was we wild. Oh, yeah, I remember we were talking about how things were kind of kind of on an uptick the last time we were talking. Yeah, then they really were on a fucking uptick. <laughs> Oh, that that sucks. Well, the L.A. County, which was like the highest in the nation for like a month or so, it started declining. That's so, good. Yeah, they're not even talking about us about us anymore. Yeah, okay. and what I what I, I just saw one here that was interesting to me. Uh, new Zealand went 102 days without a new case, and now they have four new ones. Right. right. Oh wow, they they got some. I, I haven't checked on. They got really some. Today. I just oh, saw wow. that just got four new ones and they had pretty much eradicated this fucking thing so i like i don't know i don't know what's going on and i think i think that kind of throws everybody for a loop it's like yeah you look at new zealand sure it's a essentially an island and you know it's not easy to access it's pretty cut off and blah 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 but if they had none and now they still have more coming like what the, what do you do nobody knows exactly they get that vaccine together yeah, and, and the, the Russian vaccine. The right? Russians, right? Yeah, that's that's the big thing. <laughs> Putin has it. You can keep it. <laughs> so yeah, like, if if a vaccine were to come out, like, how quickly, how trustworthy would you guys be right now to take one? It all depends. It all depends on where it comes from. Oh yeah. Okay. Are you talking, we're talking China's got one in the works and Russia's got one in the works. Which one are you going with? I wouldn't take either right now. Yeah, I would, I would, I would keep, these, keep these masks handy like I have been. Without a doubt, mm-hmm. I would be doing the same. Totally, 100%. I'm with yeah. you. I've thought about that. Right. I just give you a quick answer. Not, nope, not ready. It needs not to be right tested. Now. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going fifth or sixth round. If things seem okay, I'll go later. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting on i'm not i'm not being the first that's for fucking sure yeah and I'm, I'm i'm not in that big of a hurry i don't i don't mind social distancing the masks don't bother me that yeah, much it's, me it's, it's 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 really not not a lot of inconvenience like i i can still maneuver throughout my day me and my family went shopping last saturday and it was like the weirdest yet coolest thing because we're wearing masks and we're buying shit and we're out in the world you know just living so i'm okay with i'm okay with being like that for another year or so i don't have a problem 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I've been getting used to it, right? It's taking yeah, people a while to get used to things. But when I go, I know what's going down. I know the routes I'm taking for my arrows down the fucking shopping aisle. And now, you know what? I love that, actually. I'm getting used to that because there's some, you know, people that are out of the fucking way or they're not bothering to shop so I don't have to deal with them. The crowds are smaller. You guys, are you guys stores and stuff are closed down right now? Nah, no, stores open. are open up. We just, open. you know, got to follow certain rules. They're, they don't have any limits on people in the store around here. Uh, you just got to follow the arrows on the floor and make sure you're in and out. Well, they want you to be in and out as fast as you can. But, you know, that's difficult. When I see I see it, it's pretty funny because some people think that once they have a mask on, it seems like the rules in the store don't apply. They don't have to follow the arrows. They just kind of do what they want because they got the mask and they don't go six feet away from you whereas like no you well, still that's, that's where la county is right now like like when we were out last last weekend was the first time that we've actually integrated with people and just really been out and that that right there that's kind of where the city is people social distance and the people who are trying to be safe and respectable to the others they try to do the best that they can but they're still out there living and it's just sort of like everybody's wearing a mask out here now you know mm. and, and 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 it's cool because we were talking to strangers and and it was a I don't know. It was a, it, that's why I said it was really cool. It's weird, but it was really cool because the people that are out and the people that accept uh, COVID for whatever it is and the changes that we have to make and the adaptions that have to mm-hmm. occur. And if you accept it and you understand it, then shit, man, I'm going to McDonald's to grab something to eat and then I'm going yeah. to buy some shoes. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. And you take the precautions. But what I what I hate, or sorry, I hate the strong word. Nah, fuck it. I hate it. Is the people <laughs> that are just like, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they're kind of like trying to just like, spit in the face of this fucking disease like you can't you can't change my life and i've got all you know i'm not gonna do nothing i'm gonna fucking keep doing the same shit and i'm gonna fucking ruin it for the people that are trying to you know take it seriously yeah take the steps and everything that fucking sucks like like for us like man like my we took my my youngest my not my sorry my oldest son once back in april to get tested he didn't have it thank fuck and then he got sick again and we had to do a phone call and the doctor this was like last week and the doctor's like, well, you've kept your, you know, you've kept your bubble or whatever. Like, yeah, we haven't fucking seen nobody. We haven't done shit. Um, we could we could retrace our footsteps, basically. So he's like, oh, you guys are probably fine. It's probably not COVID. But uh, you guys still aren't leaving the house for two weeks. So there you go. You know, it's and that's with, with even not, with even not me and my wife being sick or showing symptoms, he still said, you know, stay home. Don't go out there and pass it on to somebody else i'm still not sick and my son's fine now but i don't know it's just crazy yeah going back to those those ones i have difficulty too with the people that are just so adamant against these are my rights this is my life yeah i'm like i just i just can't get past it it's just such a struggle for me mentally to put myself in their shoes and try and and understand where they're coming from because i see so many different rights that are you know, more important, like the, you know, right to other people's safety, you know, to care for people, to just, you know, what, uh, make sure I'm doing the right thing for other people. Well, yeah, that's people just don't it. About people. No, they don't. They fucking don't. They don't care. Yeah. People that's... are selfish and stingy and, yeah. and pretentious and don't give a shit about the next man until that next person is somebody they're related to. Right, right. That's a big thing. How but many times... Ha- navigate through. How many times have you guys heard, like, uh, who, 
how many, do you guys know anybody? Do you guys know anybody with it? Well, it's like, I just, no, I, I personally don't, luckily enough. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I'm going to try and this keep is, it that fucking way. <laughs> this, this is what I say to uh, app, my applicants at work. I don't think I've revealed my job. Oh, you know, I think I did reveal my job talking to you guys. But anyway, I'm not going to do it now. Oh, you bastard. So <laughs> this is what I tell... This, this is what I tell the applicants. Um, you know, I tell them to pull their mask up over their nose or whatever. And, um, you know, some of them are like, oh, you know, whatever. I said, well, check this out. Uh, I work in an environment with probably about 200 to 300 uh, strangers every single day. So if I'm telling you to pull your mask up, it's probably to protect you more than me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I could very well be a carrier. I'm around these nasty bastards every <laughs> single day. Yeah, every day. You don't know. You don't know what the fuck I got cooking in here. <laughs> right. I'm trying to tell you to put your mask on. You want to get an attitude. The whole, whole, well, pull it down further. Let me sneeze in your nose. Yeah. yeah man. Let me test out my theory. If you don't get sick, then I don't have it. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I hate that. I hate these fucking comments I see from people online, too. It's like, well, you don't wear, you know, if you, if you, if you wear underwear, it doesn't stop a fart. It's like, yeah, but it stops you from shitting your pants. <laughs> and you, it makes it easier to scratch your ass when it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I don't know. It's just fucking worthless. Yeah, man. But it's it's funny. Like a lot of the stuff we were just talking about, how some of the stores were open and things like that. I just pulled up a story here about Mexico. Mexico is baffling me because of the shit they've been doing. They are now like third for the most deaths caused from Corona, and oh, now wow. now they yeah they they jumped up there. They're like fifty thousand deaths. They're in the top Jesus. three. Way to go, Mexico! But now, <laughs> but now they're like letting the bars open and restaurants open to boost that struggling economy. And that, I didn't think anything really shut down to begin with, or, or they did shut yeah. down, and people were frustrated, but they weren't really doing stuff to, I guess, manage it because they did have a prime minister or whatever Mexico has. He was like, "Nah, fuck, it's just the flu." No, they have a president. Oh, sorry, you're right. President, that's right. Yeah, president. Yeah, well, we were shut down, and 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 slowly but surely, everything is opening up, and I can't wait because I'm ready to go. When they open yeah. Disneyland, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the front of the line. Me and my daughter will be wrapped in Saran wrap and slathered <laughs> and and slathered in hand sanitizer like some fucking space aliens or cartoon characters. But we're going to fucking Disneyland when they open it. When they open it. Well, okay, here's here's one that happened just recently, man. This weekend, Sturgis. Sturgis oh, was Sturgis, hopping, man. South Dakota. How many? 200,000 people? About, yeah, 250,000 people. Concerts, you know, were had, non-social distancing. Masks were not recommended even. They were just like, yeah, wear them if you want to, but... Yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. How how? Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna go terribly. Give it two weeks. Give it yeah, two weeks. It's, it's gonna go terribly. Now, this if everyone just... Week? They'll be they'll be on the news again. There'll be another another headline. But if everybody just put on a mask, even if they didn't do the social distancing, if everybody just put on a mask, it would just it would it, everything would have been different. Yep. I think I think the I think the mask is the essential the essential piece to the whole thing. And if everybody would just get on one accord, I think we'd be okay. Just like ah fuck it, man. We we can wear these things for a year or so. We'll be cool. Yeah. Look, we don't even. They were talking about the t- the face, the um, the mask tan. People were like, "Oh, we're gonna have mask tan." We don't even have mask tan. 
Like, I don't see anybody with that shit. We don't look like any raccoons or Tanuki Marios from Super Mario 3. We're okay. I saw people with that years ago that work on construction sites. So, too yeah, damn bad, people. Like, <laughs> and, and it's not even happening now. We got climate, we got global warming above us and all that. People aren't even, their faces aren't even changing. We'll be okay, guys. Stop being so, so pussy. Right. Can I say and now, now we're so learning. <laughs> yeah, stop being so pussy. Pussy bitches. You know, darn. <laughs> enjoy that face tan if you ever get it. Well, like now we're learning more about masks too, which is good because there there's been a lot of misconception I think with the ones that people have been using, like the ones that you kind of are those neck guards you pull them up over your face and mm-hmm. like their material mm-hmm. is too thin. It's actually more problematic that if you're using that, you can spread Rona more with mm-hmm. that if you. <laughs> if you were weren't even wearing a mask and then there's other ones as well balaclavas as well too the material there just gets too too moist yeah and yeah and then there's other ones there so that you know there's a good opportunity for people to to find masks now wear masks i don't know you can get some stylish motherfucking when masks this, out when there this, when this shit first started going when they were talking about wearing masks in stores and stuff what i did was i took like two bandanas and i Lured them together, just wrapped up my face like a fucking Wild West bandit. And did that until I bought a mask type thing. I had a red a red bandana and a blue bandana. I wasn't sure if I was going to get fucking shot by one gang and stabbed by the other. But that was all, that was all I fucking had. But I don't know. I don't well, know and I mean, I'd also was talking about, you know, the length of time you're wearing it, too, because if you're wearing that, mm-hmm. breathing in it, and it's a bad fabric, then it just kind of has those, you know, more particles can get Fibers. through. Exactly. So so it's important to know what you're, you're wearing, too. But, again, that takes time, right? Before, I, I saw lots of people who, like, had a, just a bandana around their, their face, too, thinking, okay, this is what I need, right? No. And now they've made changes, and same as, you know, what I've seen people around the town or the city using, which is good. Good. Slowly but surely. Uh-oh. Yeah, all, 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 all people listen. All, all people listen to here is face covering. Mm-hmm. So they, all, all the all the news reports, all that does is upset people like me who watch the news and can still read because right. I'm looking at people judging him now. Before it was like, okay, he has on a face covering, he's okay. Now I'm like, Ugh, he has on that type of material. He's probably infested. We cross the street. <laughs> now, now, now I'm more paranoid than I was before. <laughs> now I put hand sanitizer on my mustache. So. <laughs> I think so I think it actually food. kills it on contact. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All in the inside of my nostrils, I grease up my nose hairs, the whole nine yards. <laughs> but the, for the mo- for the most part, people don't care. They they just uh, I'm gonna cover my face the best that I can, and it is what it is, you know. And the the crazy thing about the craziest thing about the face mask to me, which I'm glad never came to fruition, is I thought it would be a lot of vigilante killings behind people not wanting to wear masks. Oh, I really yeah. I really. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot of people dying behind that. A lot more because you know people have. Uh, it's quite a not. I want to say quite a few. Maybe five or six people have been killed behind um, not wanting to wear face masks. That's fucked up. Yeah, we're like a couple of restaurants. Uh, I want to say I'm um, like a you know like a kind of a dollar store, ninety nine cent store, general store. But yeah, there have been you know instances. Instances. There was one where uh, the woman and her daughter were trying to get into a location. And the security guard said, hey, you got to have on your face mask. You can't come in. I'm not sure exactly how uh, heated that exchange got, but she left. She called her husband. So he came up to the place with their son, who was a man. So these two men walked over to the security guard who had his back to them and shot him in the back of the head. All because the, he asked the woman to put on a face mask. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, that happened about three months ago. Now yeah, that you man. say that, like it's uh, it's ringing a bell quite a bit now, yeah. and, and I'm, I mean I am not surprised that it, it's yeah. happening. It's just a shame to hear those stories. Yeah. Terrible. And I th- thought it would be more more of that because people are so ridiculous, but it hasn't been. You know, it hasn't been. People get into these little spats, and you don't see a lot of those those explosions in the inner city. It's not a lot of people coming into my job yelling and screaming at everyone else about taking off their mask. Or even people trying to enforce other people wearing masks. It's kind of like, well, I'm mind my business, man. Just, just don't breathe over here, bro, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and even that's if, the And even if people took that approach, it'd probably be all right, you know. But they got to be all up in your fucking shit. Yeah. Even when you're trying to social distance, you always got some asshole right behind you and in the fucking store coughing and fucking sneezing on shit. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. All you can do, man, is just, you know, try to take care of yourself or, or all we can do is try to take care of ourselves and yeah. and hope for the best, you know, and hope for the best. Because no matter what, we don't control any of this crap. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. We're, that's we're waiting for, wait for somebody to deliver us a medicine. We're waiting for somebody to say, OK, guys, here it is. Now you can be well. That's crazy. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're living life like that, uh, are you going to be well before that? Not so much. right? You're just going to be thinking and not really enjoying life, not living life, but a little bit you know, stressed out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Got the eye twitch just yeah. <laughs> Even today I realized I'm just a total fucking maniac with this shit. Like we live in a we live in a duplex and so we share we share a backyard with our neighbors or whatever and they're young guys and obviously we're we're horrible people to live beside because we got the fucking screaming kids and shit and they wanna go in the backyard and party and everything like that and like we haven't had neighbors for so long so we're not used to like sharing the shared space we're like look at them out there they're just fucking sitting there having to drink for fuck's sakes go to my yard you asshole (laughs) this is a shared space like we're being childish entitled like saw some kid walking by and like touching our new fence I'm like don't touch that fucking fence no one knows where the fuck your little hands have been what the fuck I can't be out here now god damn it you know it's just like but, it's but, crazy but you My have brain. reasons you have reasons to be like well, that though Joe because I, I don't you have extra, extra care well and I that's do yeah that I, you, you're doing a good dad and husband thing by making sure those extra pieces are in place brother so you're doing what you're supposed to do well no but mainly I just get annoyed that people are from my shit like why do you gotta walk under my goddamn bedroom window to go oh, yeah. all the way across the, you know, across the yard to look at something. It's like, stay on your fucking half. And like this, in particular, what pissed me off the most today, and I almost came out and just started fucking swinging on these people. But, um, like, so there's neighbors, obviously the people we live beside, and then like beside them, there's another set of neighbors. And I don't know what the big deal is. We got this new fucking like chain link fence or whatever today, and they had to like show everybody this fence. It's like a fucking block party in my backyard. And they, like, all come over and start, like, lighting up their cigarettes and shit underneath our bedroom window, like, where my kids sleep. And they've got, oh, they both got, like, pretty bad asthma. And, like, I used to smoke for sure, but, like, even the smell now, like, fucking makes my throat all fucking flare up and shit like that. So I get all pissed off. I'm like, why, why would you walk onto someone else's property and light a smoke right under their window? Like, why can't you finish your smoke at your house and then walk over? I don't know. Man, that, that's because funny. Yeah, they're, they're selfish. I've, I've been in that situation. I've been it's in just, that situation. But then I sound like a grumpy prick, right? It's like, well, no, you who, don't. You know, no, you don't. Does it no, matter? You don't. Like, I don't. It's just pissing. You me. don't. 
you don't. We you, you just progress past those parts in your life where now you're a man and you realize what's important. What's important is for me not to jeopardize or put anybody in danger unnecessarily. So I'll look around before I light my cigarette because I don't want to blow my smoke in someone's apartment. And people yeah. don't think like that. And I was in a similar situation, so I'll tell you how I handled it. I just closed the fucking window. Yeah. yeah. Just closed the fucking window. Because it wouldn't be worth it wouldn't be worth the hassle that would undoubtedly come with the situation because it is a hassle because people are so sensitive. Yeah. That's true. You're not you're you're not asking them to be considerate of your children. You're asking them to put out their smoke. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I didn't do nothing. I just festered and seethed and got all pissed off and whatever. I was fucking mad. But at the end of the day, it's 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 good. You got them taken care of, and it's awesome. But you know, know who really pisses me off through all this stuff? The religious folks I've had to deal with. I've had the most problems with religious people, even at my work, because you know I'm dealing with a lot of stuff where I gotta monitor people's temperatures if I take shifts for it early in the morning and we have our list of questions to answer and it's always been like no 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 haven't done this haven't done that I'm like perfect and then the only ones who have been problematic for already months before this were some of the religious folks who just couldn't stand that their their churches weren't going and their 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 youth groups weren't going so their youth groups started firing up so all those damn like bible thumping groups that they'd go to had started and then the one a couple of them were like yeah well i am in groups around 15 to 20 people because it's just not natural we couldn't be doing this like we have to be doing this and i was like no you fucking don't you don't gotta sit around and read fucking scriptures about these little bastards go on zoom do it like everybody else you bitches (laughs) yeah people people love to use to use religion as a crutch for sure. And and that was just irritating to me because, you know, you're coming into this building like and that's promoting people's health and well-being. And then technically we're at risk because you got tired and you needed to talk about your mysterious man in the sky with some kids and try and brighten their day when potentially you could be putting other people at risk. Like that doesn't, you know, go hand in hand with, you know, the health and the, the job and the, the way people were supposed to be, well, I thought, presenting themselves where I work. So whatever, you know, how, it's just... How how dare you interrupt her on her mission? I guess, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. How dare you get in the way of what she thinks she's supposed to do? It doesn't right. matter how anybody else feels or what the consequences are. And that's 2020. That's right. Joey, what was it that, that we were saying? Like, they're coming for your Jesus? What were they yeah, They're coming for your Jesus and your ammunition. <laughs> they're coming for your freedom and your Jesus. That's right. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. They love to throw that up in there. Don't but people are, people are selfish. Me, fella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my AR-15 and 15 reasons why you're not going to make me wear a mask, motherfucker. (laughs) That sounds about right. But But yeah, that's COVID, right? In a nutshell. I mean, I I got another topic topic up here for you guys. Ready to roll? We got a different topic here. This one we all know all about. Social media, man. We're making the switch to social media. Prince Harry. Prince Harry himself says social media is stoking a crisis of hate. Calls on businesses to pull ad funding. Well, yeah, fuck. Twitter is a beautiful place to hate things. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not just Twitter. Facebook too, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's uh, that it's fanning the flames of hate, though. I think people are pretty good. If there were no social media, we'd be just yelling louder. You know, the the 
post office would be doubled up. That's all. It would still be the same. The same messages being conveyed. So I don't, I don't think they should they should go to that extent. People are just I don't know. It's not enough acceptance in the world. You know, it's, it's tolerance, but it's not acceptance. We gotta accept that some people are just pieces of shit, and there's no way to regulate. Well, yeah, and in social media, right? A lot of people will say shit, you know, on on there because they know they don't have the fear of getting fucking punched in the face. Whereas if you say a lot of this stuff in real life, you could get like decked out, laid out. What I like to do, like I think I've told you guys this before, is if I say something on social media, that's something I'm going to say to that person's face because, hey, that's just the way I want it to be. And my account always has my face on it. I'm not hiding by anything anonymous. You can find me if you need to. And if you don't like it, hey, talk to me. We'll communicate. I like a good, you know, argument or, you know, something that can be handled civilly. Not just be saying, like, you piece of shit, I fucking hate you, you ugly bastard, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, you know, that comes along with it. You put yourself out there, that comes along with it, no matter how cool you are. That's right. I know. It the, does, the weirdo, right? The weirdos are out there, yep. The weirdos are, weirdos out, there. are out there everywhere, man. Yeah, man. Well, even today, like, talking about the, the hate of social media, there's a broadcaster on, I believe it's, like, uh, Sportsnet or something like that. Ar- Arash Madani is the name, right? Arash Madani. Um, he's obviously like a brown guy. And so this guy says, you know what? Arash was talking about COVID, this and that, life in general, and sports as well. One guy just pulls up, just an anonymous dude, says, yeah, stick to sports, towel head. And that's it. That's all, right? It's like super uncalled for, but, you know, he doesn't have to worry about it because he's a faceless bastard goon trolling people online not held accountable for it and it pisses me off yeah it pisses me I just, off. I, I, I just ignore them i just ignore them i told i told my co-workers i'm gonna hold a class one day to teach them how to not give a fuck about anything yeah because it's so much it's so much easier that that same faceless troll bastard is exactly that a faceless troll bastard i don't even he doesn't even count for anything and yeah. so many, and so many, so many, so many, uh, so many people are, are variables. They're not really numbers that hold any value. They're just variables, and it changes according to you, according to the person who writes the equation. And those motherfuckers are all worth zero. Right. I know. Yeah. For me, I hit the mute, block, delete, whatever. Uh, it's just you know when I see it, it's just again the word I use always frustrating. Just seeing that people are gonna say something so uncalled for for no reason at all but like you said they're gonna be there it's gonna happen you know i wish i could you know not give a fuck about things and you know that is a hard art to learn right if you get that class up and running fucking count me in absolutely absolutely because it makes things so much easier and it all starts with understanding that you don't control anything you barely control the things that are on your body you barely control the things that your body does because once your body decides something else is happening that's it that's it you barely control the vessel that we're in every single day much less anything outside of our reach fuck that shit that's Mm -hmm. positive vibes all day fuck that shit i vibrate higher than that i vibrate higher than anything i can't change or touch you got to otherwise you'll be up hey look i'm gonna gonna boomerang your word around otherwise you'll be frustrated all the time for sure for sure right and it's there comes and goes but yeah that's something to to work on all the time which i gladly will for sure but um yeah very zen like thing it's like on some phil phil jackson shit you know it's just just i don't know i don't know anything about buddhism or anything like that but but several people told me that i have a very zen thing happening just because eh, what you gonna do about it nothing keep on going Mm mm-hmm and I mean, taking the approach, everything kind of comes back to just being present, right? Present yeah. mindfulness, you know, understanding what's 
here now works like accountability you know gratitude all that stuff amazing amazing just actually not just saying it but doing it right and incorporating into life for sure and that's that gets me where i need to be you know when i'm frustrated so that's what i I do look at and 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 that's the great thing about social media too aside from like sometimes seeing the hate and the bullshit that's on there you know the good people we surround ourselves with too right the community and people that have the the same kind of thoughts we do and we get to share with them yeah because i don't see the hate that's why i'm that's why i think i think i saw that article but I, i definitely don't see the hate to those degrees which i know is there but I just I don't surround myself with it and I don't go into it. You know, I, I talk to the people I talk to. I deal with the people I deal with. You know, social media helps me sell things. I've met a ton of people on social media. I just social media has always been pretty good for me. And I think and, and, and then and then when it's bad, I take a break. Yeah. And a lot of it for me is um, I, I'm, you know, personally, I don't see the hate with the people I interact with, but it's the, the fandoms that I'm involved with, right? If it's whether that be sports, um, you know, like movies, uh, you know, professional wrestling, stuff like that shit. People get really insanely passionate about. Holy Christ. They take a lot of things serious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Subcultures. Right. Right, man. And it's just, holy cow. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's because they feel the need to be a part of something and if somebody, you know, gets in their way or makes it feel, I guess, not valued, they don't want that to happen. But I, I don't know. I'm just assuming, you know, get taking guesses because I've never been that adamant that I need to be a part of this and take it so serious. Yeah, it's a place, a place for them to fit in, something that belongs to them. Yeah, man. I mean, in life, right? Why do we take it so serious? None of us get out of here alive, right? We're just... Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's one of the main points. That's one of the main points. No reason to be pulling each other down because we all in the same barrel and we all got to go out the same hole. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) And I I tell myself this a lot recently when when my holidays hit just this was a big part about, you know, before holidays were happening for me was my workplace and just understanding, telling myself, you know what? Don't kill yourself for a job where you're easily replaceable. Right. If, If I was done working there tomorrow guess how fast the application to fulfill that position would be up like in within 24 hours boom hey all right cool thanks thanks for the love and respect and everyone's expendable everyone can be replaced and the machine keeps trolling along without any of us so just fuck off and settle down yeah that's it that's it Try and be a, a cog in in my own wheel, I guess, right? Not just in the in the man's wheel. <laughs> you gotta fucking roll your own way, bro. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, you have to. You have to. Otherwise, you're doing you're doing what other other they're letting the other energies direct yours. And fuck all that. Right, man. And like Tony, you were saying about when the internet, you know, gets kind of wild, you take a break for from it. And like you did take a little mm-hmm. break here recently, hey? Like, you know, yeah. how was that? Was that pretty important for you? Was it something like did it? Leave you refreshed coming back. <clears throat> Pardon me, guys. You know what? It um, I remembered outside. I forgot about outside, and I think it's very easy when we start to pursue the things that we pursue online. It's easy to forget about outside. Like I said, we went shopping. Um, yeah. I got my daughter a kitten. I, <laughs> I saw I that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I I bought some stock. I bought quite a bit of stock actually. I learned a lot about stock. 
Um, and I did something else. Um, I forgot, but I, I, I remembered that outside is as important as inside, and I've forgotten that. So that's that's kind of what my break taught me. I can still achieve all the things that I want to achieve without forgetting that I have a family, without forgetting that there's an outside going on. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I learned this time. Okay. Man, it, good. Uh, previous times, I don't know. It's just I needed to take a break, but it wasn't a, it wasn't really a break. Just I, I, I stopped, and I, but I still meandered and I still lurked and I still hung around. And now uh, this time I put my phone down and just kind of hung out with my daughter. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Then I and I and then I came back just kind of more at a measured pace, just because there's other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other stuff to do. There's always other stuff to do. Life is short, and I'd hate to look back and think that I, I I ran so fast and so hard after the things I wanted to achieve that I completely forgot about the stuff that I like to do too, which is man, sitting on the couch shooting the shit with my, with my kid playing a video game. Yeah, and I yeah. hadn't done that in a while, you know, to, to the degree where I, where, where I was just, that's what I was doing tonight. It would be like, oh, well, I got 30 minutes for you because I got to go in here and take care of this. Oh, daddy, can we do this? Not, not right now because I got to finish doing this. And then I, after that, I got to do that. So maybe tomorrow. And that that's the cycle that it had become. So for a week straight, it was just like, yo, what's up? You want to ride your bike today or you want to play video games? Video games, all right, let's go. Cool. That's dope. And, and that's the yeah. constant pull, honestly, that, that I feel like at, at times, right? You know, working a job, doing whatever, and then coming on. And me and Joe are crushing episodes, like, you know, nightly here and there. But, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, this, I, you know, I got some other shit I'd love to do. And eventually, you know, may, maybe that'll be one of those things where we figure out a pace behind it but there's always the i guess the devil's advocate of where you know is this really getting me where i want to be then you'll get a message or a text or an email from somebody who said hey you guys really helped me out like this is becoming legit and what you guys are doing is fantastic then you get revitalized again and think yeah i kind of got to keep doing what we're doing because this is what i like to do at the same time there's just the pros and cons ups and downs yeah, you got to do what you like to do. You got to go. You got to go with your. Uh, you got to go with your heart. There's this. Um, he's I guess a televangelist guy, but he was on TV, uh, and I just happened to catch what he was talking about. And he was basically saying that you know God puts certain things in you to kind of help you uh, see it through, or you know, or uh, I don't know your interests, your talents, your gifts. There's certain things inside of you that you feel, and you can't deny what those things are, and you should follow those things. If you like to do this, then you should go do it. It's there for a reason. If you like to do that, then you should go do it. It's there for a reason. And that's something I've always said to people, like, you know, when you're a kid, whatever your interest is, then that's probably your interest in actual life. There's no reason yeah. for that to change, because that's what you like. And that's been there since you were nine years old. That's not something that started when you were 37. So right. that's where you should be. Go after those things. It's your interest. It's your love. You got you, you to gotta follow those things. And I say, if you don't follow your dreams, they, t- they become nightmares. Totally, yeah. man. And yeah. that's something like if, you know, God blesses me with a kid down the road, I'm definitely going to, you know, look at that. Because I grew up in a situation where, um, yeah, I liked a lot of things, but I was definitely not urged to go in those directions because you have families who were, you know, like the status quo. All right, you, you have this go- government job or you have a steady job with, with this and that and you get the benefits and you go in there and grind it out day in and day out. You put 40 years in there and you retire. And if you're miserable, fuck it, too bad. You you, you can deal with that afterwards. I don't like that. And right, sometimes I, I personally feel like I'm living my life a little too safe and I do want to make changes, but I haven't figured a way how to do it and I'm still looking into it because and doing that is making me, you know, 
pretty excited, happy as well. Yeah, absolutely. You got time, brother. You got time. My when I when I was twelve, I think I told my dad, you know, I, I like to rap. I want to rap. I'm gonna start doing some shows or whatever. And he was like, cool. He was there at my first show. Never came to see me again perform, but he was there at the first one. I told him nice. I wanted to draw. I, I told him I wanted to draw. He bought me markers and, and sketch pads. He always pushed me in the directions of the stuff that I like to do. You know, it was always, well, boy, you got to get a job one day or you got to go to school or do something. But at the same time, it was like, you know, what's your passion? Cool. Let me know so I can buy you these things. And I think that helped fuel, you know, that fire that still burns to this day of me doing things that I like to do and doing things that I want to do, no matter how fruitful or successful they may be. It's that passion and, you know, that he helped, you know, he helped fuel that flame back then. Like, oh, yeah, you want to do that? Okay, cool. Let's do it. That, I think that made a big difference. It, that's why it's so easy for me to kind of be like, ooh, I want to try something different. Let me figure out how to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Cool. And then I I feel like... "Ah." Yeah, like I feel like Joey might come from a pretty similar place where I do at times where, you know, it's just like you're kind of told what to do, like sort of like status quo, let's do this, and now you've like, you know, fucking... You know, hey, 35 years old, now what? Um, shit, mm-hmm. um, I want to make some changes here, but should I, could I? Is it, you know, going to work? Yeah, well, let's make it work. You know, get that excitement hell, back, yeah, hell right? Yeah, make it work. Hell fucking yeah. Make it work. Yeah, hell yeah, why not? I give I, I give my dad credit for a lot of that stuff, man, because he's always like, hey, man, go for it. Why the hell not? And, uh, and a lot of my friends never had that kind of, you know, push yeah. behind them or that kind of support, so I've always been real appreciative of that. Really yeah, appreciate that, that because that's it's a special thing and it's not it doesn't happen a lot. That's that sounds fantastic. I wish I, I would have had that, you know. Whereas, like, I I know I didn't, but I don't hold it against you know my parents. That's no. just right. Move forward, and and what's in the past is in the past, and what yes. I'm doing now is to try and make up for any deficiencies that I had growing up, and yeah. you know, changing those and looking forward to it. Because I'll tell you right now, yeah, there was many a time where it's like. Even now, if I were to switch a job, you know, being like fucking adult, grown man, my dad would be like, well, how much does this job pay? Like, yeah. that's the first thing you ask. What about how happy I am? Yeah, yeah it's never, it's never, do you like doing this? Are you interested in doing it? It's like, what's, what do you get? Yeah. How much money do you get? How much money does it pay you? Okay, what are the benefits? Okay. Like, well, it only pays me 15 bucks an hour, pops, but I don't want to fucking put a gun in my mouth at the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. So that's and then grumble, no, grumble, mumble, right? It gets uncomfortable for them. Uncomfortableness for, like, parents and, you know, people. That's where I think me and Joey kind of grew up where, you know, that stuff wasn't talked about. I'm curious as to know, like, how mental health and happiness and everything was handled with, with you, I guess, Tony. Growing up, it wasn't it, it wasn't anything. Um, I don't know. My I kind of grew up just sort of real regular wasn't a lot of extra stuff going on. It was me, my brother, my mom, and my dad. We had a dog for a little while, and then I left. So wasn't a lot of extra stuff. But once I uh, planted my seeds and began, my trees began to grow. Mental health is an issue because I had to go to. Uh, I had a counselor. I had a therapist for rehab. Uh, my youngest son, he went and saw a therapist for a little while, and I think he's probably going to go back pretty soon. Um, I think my wife plans to go soon. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Your mental health is connected to to everything else. So. You know, if I if I hadn't become a, 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 a drunken bastard, then maybe it wouldn't have been introduced to the family or put into the rotation. But it is now. Yeah. We we use we use that part of our health insurance. We go we go talk when it's time to go talk. Cool. That's good. 
Yeah, man, that, yeah. that's big, big for me, big for you know my family. It's it's a struggle, um, but I know the older generation of my family. It's very problematic. They don't talk about it. And when the other ones, like say if I'm having an issue or my sister, uh, they get uncomfortable. They're, they just don't know yeah. what to say. So they're just like, oh, okay, hey, here's some money. Are you guys okay? Uh, it's like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Luckily enough for me, I've, again, established and developed really, you know, really amazing social supports, you know, therapists, like through work, you know, through benefits. That's a good thing for when you have a job that pays for stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's 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 kinda how my dad too is just grumble, grumble and whatever. And I've <laughs> I've learned to not take that personally. You know, I understand that's just kinda his way. And I told him before I wish he would go talk to somebody because it would it would be so dope for him just to let go of some stuff and just have somebody else reinforce some other stuff and you're not just hearing it from the people who you don't believe is coming from. It would be great. It's a whole generation of people that are over fifty who Regardless of how much time they have left on the planet, it would be so awesome for you to just go and release all that baggage and, and walk out of that building feeling a little bit lighter. Yeah. 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 It would be great. I, I recommend it to anybody. Anybody listening, nothing wrong with going to talk to somebody. It feels awesome. It's kind of like a, it's like mental masturbation, sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Well, this, yeah, there's a relief, right? Sort of. and, and there's so many different ways to go about it. You can go online for counseling, like, you know, internet counseling. You can talk to people through Zoom sessions or whatever, how they set it up. There is in-person stuff. I know that is lacking in certain places because of Rona. But private counseling, I know, is open and available. And you can go see people in session. And it's not just for... You know, there's so much out there. Couples counseling, like, you know, uh, mental health counseling, addiction-specific counseling. Just get out there. Ask people, you know, 12-step stuff, man. Invaluable. 12-step stuff is huge, man. I think I think the thing that helped me most in my, uh, in my recovery was just my interaction with my counselors more so than all the other parts of it because I kind of cheated. I don't think I went to my last day of um, rehab. I never got my token. I don't have my coin. A lot of little corners I cut just because those things to me felt like it was so structured. It was like church. I'm like, uh, I don't I don't like that part. But this over here sounds really good. So I'm going to stick with this over here. And I basically just, I don't know, my counselors and uh, they, my therapist talked me away from my alcoholism more so than me having to go to AA because I only went to I think I went to two AA meetings, but that place felt so, so, so dark and so uh, counterproductive of what I was trying to do to go sit mm -hmm. in there and, and be surrounded with people who are going to do nothing more but talk about what we've been drinking for the, for the next hour. Oh no. And that, you know, just, I don't know that those, those things, but the counseling, um, sitting in that room, talking to those people, man, and them reminding me who I was through the through the turmoil that I was going through, and um, keeping my spirits up about where this is going. I'm I'm in pain. I'm sad. I'm miserable. I'm depressed, and my life is falling apart. But listening to them, hey, man, but in three months you'll be a little bit better. In six months you'll be back out there working again. Ah, okay, let's see what's gonna happen. That's what got me off the alcohol. Cool. That's why I'm that's why I'm such a strong advocate. But just going to talk to somebody because sometimes that changes so much. Well, yeah, just even you talking now, like you identified like five, six feelings, like just in that sentence where you said, you know, sad, mad, you know, whatever, you know, a lot of people, males especially, don't talk about feelings at all. And, and that's something that in a therapy session, it, it can be amazing, whereas like they force you to be like, hey, how are you feeling? I was like, quit fucking asking me that question. And then eventually you're like, you know what? I'm fucking sad. 
like like I want to cry. I'm I'm like upset. I'm mad. And like okay, so you're you're mad. What's that feeling like? And you're like holy shit, I've been mad my whole goddamn life. No wonder people don't want to be around me or things like that. Right. Absolutely. My friend, uh, actually my coworker, he was going through a little situation, and he actually used the word emotion today. He was talking to me, and I was he was venting to me, and he was you know he said, man, you know I don't never express my emotions and blah blah blah. And that happened, and the day continued on. When I got home from work today, I realized I should have gave him a goddamn hug. <laughs> he, he, needed, he needed a hug, coronavirus or nothing. He needed a hug because he was expressing himself. Mm-hmm. And I could feel, you know, because like you said, men don't really do that. And he was like, yo, you have, I'm sure if I just said, come here, man, I'm going to give you a hug. He would have took a hug. He, he definitely would have took one because he needed one. And a lot of times I think when men need hugs, there's no, there's no man around to hug him. Because sometimes I don't want a woman to hug him. Sometimes you need a man to hug you, pat you on your back, and give you that confidence and strength. Uh, still sharp and still. Sure. Yeah. I, I totally like, feel that. The cotton, know, the cotton can polish the steel, but you need the steel to sharpen the edge. I like that. I like that analogy right there. That's good. That's well, the shit, dude. There's a difference between that. You know, you know, gentle hug from a woman, whereas like a man, it's more of like a, it's an embrace. It's a hey, man, yes. we got this. We got this. You know, Good I've been there. Fucking bastard. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what it is. And, and, and a lot of times we need that. We need that. There's no reason we don't need that. Just like women, you want a hug? Yeah, motherfucker, come give me a hug. I gave, I gave <laughs> a friend of mine a hug. I gave a friend of mine a hug a couple of months ago. I was like, come here, man, bring it in. You know, hugged him. We didn't make eye contact. We didn't talk about nothing after that. We turned around and walked away. But I, I knew you needed a hug. Come over here, man. Get him. Come get a hug. And I, I'd hope. That if they saw I needed a hug, they come and give me a fucking hug too. That's why coronavirus is driving so many people batty because we're not able to touch each other, man. And human contact, bro, that's the connection that we have between each other. Without man. that, think of think about it. I'm not touching this guy. This guy's not touching that guy. That guy's not touching that other guy. So there's a whole chain of electricity and vibration, man, that's been totally uh, disconnected because of this thing. That's and you saying that is like my, me and my girlfriend talk about all the time. She is like a hugger like she just feeds off of that energy and like when someone needs a hug she's there and and for the longest time when her folks would be down or a grandma see her grandma she just couldn't do that because it was just uh they weren't comfortable and she wasn't comfortable with it she missed it and you could see that in her and the energy was zapped from her and now it's just like you said you know what it's you know i'm gonna take as much precaution as we have to and maybe i just gotta suck it up and do it and and just I I miss that right, and I I totally understand where that connection is becoming lost, and it hurts, you know. Shit, hopefully that shit figures out. It will, it will. Electricity always finds another another uh, another conductor. It has to. At some point it will, but that electricity is gone right now with humanity because nobody's touching. That's crazy. I'm a hugger. I've hugged homeless people. I, I, I hugged a homeless guy with some coworkers driving past some years ago. They said, why'd you hug that homeboy? Well, you out there hugging a the homeless guy? Yep. Why? Because he asked me for a hug. You need a hug? Hell yeah, I'll give you a fucking hug. Now, if you had to rob me or kill me, eh, I'd be in heaven or hell cracking jokes still to this day, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That man needed a hug. I gave him a fucking hug. Hey, maybe who, knows, who knows what that did for him? Exactly, that right? That changed everything for him. That is that one kind of you know gentle embrace or that, that caringness that Maybe he was like, shit, okay, I see it. People still care. Simple, one simple act of, yeah, exactly. One simple act of kindness can go fucking, can be monumental for people. And he was stinky, too. I smelled like him after <laughs> I him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. But you did, and I respect that, you know. Whatever. 
You know, sacrifices were made, but you might have just changed that dude's day, his life. You never know. Changed his fucking life exactly. That could have set him on a different, whole different vibration. You did it. And he, I said, you ask and ye shall receive. You know, fucked up (laughs) shirt. Yeah. All right, man. Fucked up my shirt. Good for you. You know, (laughs) we could we could definitely you know talk about an interesting little topic now that I've been loving here lately. Okay, you know, we're, we're older folks now. We're getting up there, right? We used to remember going to a, a video store and having to rent a video, a VHS, a DVD, perhaps. Man, there's still that one lonely blockbuster kicking around, hey? Where? In, in Oregon. In Oregon. They have one there, and what they're doing is fucking killer. The last blockbuster is turning into a 90s-themed Airbnb. You can go rent the place, have like a hide-a-bed set up, get some VHSs and kick ass, man. Like, this is fun. This is interesting because, Joey, you're not going to have the opportunity to like show your kids what the hell it was like. Hey, every Friday we're going to go to fucking yeah, my... Blockbuster or Rogers Video. Yeah, my fucking kids wrecked my goddamn VCR I had. So... <laughs> well, like, oh, even the experience of just like going and... Yeah, no, you're and... right. I missed that. It, it was right cool, now, man. You just got to scroll through and click what you want. It's like, you don't know the fucking, you don't know the struggle. You know what it's like when you have to walk into Blockbuster and hope that the movie you want or the game you want or whatever is right there behind that case. If it's not, shit. Right? It, it's different, well, man. Uh, well, how, did you guys have Music Plus? Uh, no, we had, what the hell did we have? That's where we rented stuff before Blockbuster. We rented it from Music Plus. Music Plus was in business for years. Blockbuster kicked their asses when uh, everything moved over to DVDs and CDs. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had different ones, though. Like, we did have locally owned ones and stuff like that, and then eventually got pushed out because there was some big we ones. Couldn't, uh, at our Blockbuster, we couldn't, we couldn't rent CDs. We could do movies and games. Yeah, I, don't, I think I don't they had. No, nah, maybe it wasn't CDs. Maybe it wasn't CDs, but just that whole uh, come and rent your movie game, Blockbuster. Right. You know, it wiped out a lot of different businesses. So before Blockbuster, I think I was a little bit older when Blockbuster came out. I don't really remember, but Music Plus is where I would go rent my VHS movies. And shout out again to my dad because I would always get something rated R with titties. All <laughs> as far mm-hmm. back as I can remember. And I would try to be real slick, and I would get like a horror movie or a sci-fi movie, but I'm looking for nudity and rated R. And he would look at it. He would look at it and hand it back to me every time. And I got to call him. I'm going to call my father after this because it is. But he never said anything. He never told me no. And I'm like, I know this man knows. Some of You know how some of the covers, you know, the titties were there, and I know you looked at them. <laughs> so I have very fond memories of going to get my VHSs all the time because I went to go get, like, there's one called The Reanimator. It was titties in that. Revenge of the Nerds. I used to rent Revenge of the Nerds and Porky's. Like, <laughs> oh, Porky's, man. Porky's for Twice sure. a month, yeah. dude. Twice mm-hmm. a month. And, Twice. and, like, I don't know. After, I mean, uh, yeah, like we, because we went every Friday night, you know, Friday night is movie yeah. night in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. And he was... never, I'm like, this guy knows I'm renting Porky's again. And, you know, one time I got Porky's and Porky's Revenge. I'm like, come on, my dad had to go. So shout out to Big George because he let me be a pervy ass little kid. Shut up, Big George. <laughs> that's right, man. But that's good. That's, that's the uh, way I, I miss, want I, kids I, to I experience it. Yeah. Well, right? simpler get... times. I miss those times. Simpler right. Times. Now, you know what? It, I think. I think it was it was it was easier to just kind of man go go get whatever movie you want. I don't care. Now you got to protect your kid because whatever movie I brought back, we're surrounded with that. This is everything now. This movie that I used to bring to him, this was only a piece of titties and violence. Now titties and violence and hate is everywhere all the time. 
I know, I know, it's wild, right? And even even video games that I'd, I'd get when when I was a kid. Luckily, my parents were like not as lenient in that way, which was like for movies and stuff. Yeah, I, they kind of didn't want me to get anything too weird and crazy. But when it came to video games, they didn't care, right? They didn't think, oh yeah, I play Grand Theft Auto, like Vice City, it's gonna ruin my life, and I'm gonna go kill people. I appreciated that about them, that they were very realistic, and they're like, this is a game, we know what our kid's doing, he's not taking this and gonna go snipe some hooker's head off. Hey man, my dad, my dad, my dad would say, "Now you know this isn't real, or you know that this is this and that, just to cover that base." I'm your father. I'm supposed to make sure it's okay. And once I say, "Yeah, I understand that," all right, cool, go get that shit. Yeah, he he bought, he, bought, he bought Grand Theft Auto for me when it was banned. He took me to go get it. Like, of course I'll get that for you. You know this isn't real life, don't you? Yeah, Dad. All right, exactly. get that shit. Right, and and that's where I guess like parenting comes to right understanding. You know, it's weird because I was hanging out with a. Uh, some friends here this weekend and it's kids nine and you know if you swear it's like hey keep it down it's like yeah it's so weird because i have other friends that are so explicit in front of their kids and their kids are totally cool with it they haven't been spouting off saying things but it's it's a hard line to know maybe what to say when i have friends who have kids or don't have kids and i'm there and one doesn't like you to say fuck the other one's like fuck you you piece of shit hey get the hell out of here you little bratty bastard <laughs> those differences yeah that, that's true i try i try not to cuss around people's kids i try not to i cuss around mine yeah i cuss around yeah. mine too yeah and mine don't cuss like i cuss because you know your, your kids don't want to be like you no matter how cool you you think you are <laughs> No matter what, you you like, yeah, man, I'm the coolest fucking guy. Hey, man, you should dress like this because it looks like, man, nah, no thanks, old nah, man. Dad, shut up. <laughs> yeah, they're always embarrassed by it. So if you curse a lot, chances are your kid is not going to curse a lot because they've been embarrassed by that shit since they were like seven. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where it goes. Like, I swear enough, but I know it's so minimal compared to my parents and the people I grew up around. And when I'm around, you know, people that, you know, I've, really respect and not saying i don't respect you motherfuckers uh i just i just keep it as i just keep it as you know chill as relaxed and less foul as possible oh man i fucking swear like a fuck dude i don't know i've always sworn that's crazy i get it from my mother my father did not swear my mother is basically a fucking trucker I don't know why. Both of both of my parents swore like hell when I was a kid. Yeah, and, yeah. and the only rule the only rule my father had was you can't say fuck, dick, or pussy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Explicitly like that. Because one time I said, damn it. And I turned around and looked at him. He said, look here, man. I know you say that at school. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're going to say what you're going to say. But these words or and the N-word. I couldn't say the N-word when I was a kid. Uh, right. Don't say those words in this house. As long as you don't say those words, he's an ass or a shit or damn or hell. Man, I'm not too worried about those. So I took that liberty. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah, that that's. Liberty. My wife is like, well, shit's not even a swear. It's like, okay. That's fine. Yeah. yeah that's that's another word for poo poo. That's yeah, another word for. It's 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 all in it's all in the different styles of parenting because I'll I'll admittedly say this, that my my parenting style with my youngest son is I kind of try to mold it. At the same as my father's with me and no didn't work mm-hmm. did not work uh it kind of blew up in my face and i see that the, the, a little bit too much freedom was given and a little much a little too much understanding because he's a different kid than i was 
Mm-hmm. But my oldest kids, they took to it. You know, they're cool with it. They understand what's going on. You know, just all depends. All depends. Yeah, man. Okay, so, you know, getting back to my little nostalgia wave there with Blockbuster. Fuck, what do you guys remember renting when you were, you know, doing that, going to a video store and renting? <laughs> Aside from Porky's and Porky's 2 and Revenge of the Nerds and anything with titties. I remember Rope, being... Robo-cop. Oh, RoboCop. Cool. Nice choice. I remember being at my grandma's in town and walking to the fucking SO gas station when they had movies and renting whatever on like a Sunday night for like all my cousins and shit would be there. And I think one time I got um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, that was cool. That was okay. cool as hell. Right Back on. in the day. Yeah, man. I, I was like... Uh... Any type of ninja movie, like Three Ninjas, I always got all the time. (laughs) The Mask. The Mask was big for me back when it came out. Shit like that. And then I remember uh, there would be action movies. Any type of like action movie. I I didn't get those, but my my parents would pick those up every once in a while. Um, Shit. I remember even before this, fuck, uh, Enter the Dragon. My parents took me to a drive-in in like fucking the States, like what the hell just across the border plenty wood plenty wood that's you saw it on, on big screen we, saw, i did i the big screen nice. in plenty wood in the drive through man well the drive in right. <laughs> it was right. crazy right. but yeah you yeah. guys you guys make me feel like my my dad was a psychopath because uh <laughs> I was getting Terminator, RoboCop. Oh, Terminator! No, Terminator and Rambo and shit like that. I got man. Don't you worry. Absolutely. Commando. Yeah. Any any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie was like. I think I was like five years old. My dad was like, "Okay, now I want to watch a movie with you. This is called Terminator 2. I was like, "Yes." Another thing I remember as a kid was fucking Magnum P.I. on TV. I would watch that with them. Fucking Tom Selleck. I had the car. I would watch that. I was like, yeah, sitting in my little fat kid Hawaiian t-shirt, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just living it up. I used to to watch, um, what was it? I can't even think of the name of the show, but the guy's name was Hawk. It was a white dude and a black dude. The black dude had a bald head, and he was like, the other guy was Robert Urich. Oh, I can't think of the TV show. So, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> I bombed out of that one. But, yeah, I used to rent all those. I used to rent all those movies, man. Platoon, RoboCop, Revenge of the Nerds, Revenge of the Nerds 2. I watched pretty much all the same stuff. But Gremlins. Oh, yeah, man. Gremlins. That was big. I'm pretty sure we waited for that to come out on TV. You know, sometimes my parents were pretty cheap and we'd watch those. Man, how exciting was that when you're like, world broadcast premiere of Gremlins, Sunday night movie. It's like, all right, fuck three hours because of all these goddamn commercials. That's my life right now. (laughs) That's that's cable... This cable bill I pay, I put it to full use, brother. I'm not watching any fucking DVDs and I'm not going to the goddamn movies. I'm waiting until it comes on TNT, channel 37 (laughs) or something. On Saturday night, and that's how I, that's how I've seen almost all the Marvel movies on channel uh, on TNT. Holy man, those yeah. movies are like three hours without the commercials. Yeah, it's half, it's half a day. It's half a day easy, but that's how I watch new movies. I wait until they come on on the on the move on the regular channels on cable. Oh man, that takes that's, a lot of commitment. That's dedication, <laughs> dude. That's dedication. 
<laughs> thanks, I just thanks, steal guys. logins from thanks. people. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I hate Netflix. Okay. I, I, I hate all those. I hate sitting and, and scrolling through these. Netflix would be much easier for me if it just said, hey, you son of a bitch, sit the fuck down. This is what's out. This this watch it. Yeah. I, I, will, I will watch it. I will watch it. If it gave me no choice and gave me much of a limited, a less, a less, you know, it's too, it takes me an hour and a half to go through the movies. That's a movie. The movie was Tony's trying to find some shit to watch on Netflix. <laughs> rated R. Yeah, rated R. That's right. I like, uh, I like the American Netflix better than Canadian Netflix. Oh, there's a difference? Yeah. They yeah, got, they have got different, got different shows content. on them. Yeah. Based on your geography and whatnot, yeah. That's so I would, I used to change my uh, IP address on my Xbox, and then I'd be in America. That was perfect. But then, yeah, they switched it up and made it a lot harder to do. Yeah, they got to buy a VPN and all this shit. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. I'll just stick with my shitty Canadian Netflix. I, I used to watch a lot of Canadian TV when I was a kid. I used to watch, um, I watched Kids in the Hall when it came on HBO. Okay. Yeah. That was that was one of my favorite shows for a long time. And yes. um, and I was, and I'm sure I'm one of the only, black, only black men in America that watched SCTV. <laughs> I watched, I watched, I watched SCTV when I was young, like I watched Saturday Night Live, that, and and those are like the same type of show to me. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that on television on Nickelodeon. That was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid too. Oh, I used to watch that too. Yeah, you got slimed and shit. Yep. What was this? You said Chef Barf. Yeah, yeah. And if you said I don't know or something like that, was that the word? Then you got slimed. Yeah, I used to love Canadian TV. That's awesome, man. I don't know. Is Dave is Davey and Goliath Canadian TV? Oh shoot, I don't know. I don't. That's think a good so. question. Probably I don't know. not. I thought, I thought it was. Feel, it feels like Gumby came from Canada. I don't know why. Because, you know, Davy and Goliath, that was all the same company. Was it something, some, whatever that company was that made the stop motion clay stuff? It was all the same conglomerate. And I always thought that they came from Canada. I'm going to look that up. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I totally know what you mean, though. But yeah, Davy and Goliath and Gumby and whatever. But yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. N- not really, but it'll be fun trying to find an answer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, we'll know for next time. Yeah, we'll know for next time. Keep the listeners on the edge of their seat. It's Davy Goliath. Canadian or not. Dun, dun, also, dun. Also, keep in mind, half, at least, I don't know, maybe three quarters of people are like, who the fuck is Davy and Goliath? That's yeah. probably. That's fine. But we'll have to know for our own, our own knowledge. Oh, yes. man. But, like, so Canadian TV shows, that's very interesting. Um, fucking, I'm trying to wonder. Well, Joey, what's the show with the goddamn dog? You know, the dog. Littlest, Hobo. Littlest Hobo. Did you remember? Have you ever heard of that, Tony? Hmm. It's this German think... Shepherd that was basically like Lassie. He'd go on adventures, Shredder, hang out with homeless sorry. people. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful, like, Wholesome theme song. Canadian content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That sounds like. That sounds like Lassie. It's pretty much Canadian Lassie. Lassie. (laughs) Yeah, he'd hop on the CN Railroad and just keep going and find his next town and save fucking little little Steve fucking Bill. I don't know. Fucking Canadian generic shit. I love it, though. That theme song. Oh, oh, man. Uh, That's fire, man. I'm going to set that up tonight. 
That's, I think that's one of one of the problems of the world. They don't have enough TV shows about animals anymore. There's nothing about animals anymore. No, no. We need some more TV shows about animals. Did you guys, you guys ever watch Flipper the Dolphin? Yeah, oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, those well, are it's like, Mr. Like, Ed? I used to watch Mr. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I, still, I, I still watch Mr. Ed if it comes on, man. TV shows about animals were the shit, and they solved every problem Wilbur. you had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, even Green Acres, man. They had the pig there all the time. Shit, yeah. Fuck. Yep. Good stuff. We need, we need more of those. That's right. We need less corona, more animal TV shows. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. If that's what we've learned tonight, fuck, that's, that's it. There we go. That's something I'll take in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> go watch Milo and Otis just because. Oh, oh I can't that? watch that. I, I, I don't know. I think I cried at that movie. That's sad. Uh, yeah, I got to show my daughter that movie. She'll love that shit. There you go, because there's kitties. Yeah, there you go. Well, I tried to introduce my daughter to Animal TV, and we were watching something on Animal Planet, and it was the baby bird and the mom, whatever big-ass birds live in the mountains. So yeah. the mom is getting the food, and she's collecting the food for the animals, and I'm like, yeah, come check this out. You know, the mom is feeding her, her, her chicks, and she's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So then a predator, a predator bird comes flying around, and the narrator's voice changes. I hear the inflection <laughs> in the voice change, but I, I, I did I didn't acknowledge it to her. I'm just like, oh, yeah, she got, you know, she gets the worms and she gets other animals. So the dude is letting me know, yeah, man, he's about to come and get the fucking babies. So I'm still going to watch it. We're still checking it out. And the the mom sees the, the, the predator come in. She starts pushing the babies off the side of the cliff. And then oh. she jumps off. So I tell my daughter, okay, yeah, they're going to be straight. The mom's going to scoop them up in her mouth because I thought that's what's going to happen. But hell no, that thing came down and ate those kids midair, man. And my daughter oh. started crying. It was, it was tragic. <laughs> it's like, damn it, that's not how that was supposed to go. <laughs> well, yeah, like, not at all. I love those voice inflections, too. You just know what's up. It's like you see, like, this fucking, I, I saw when it was like a seal and there's like a bunch of killer whales trying to like knock it off the last iceberg in the fucking world or some shit and they're just like you know, the seals just hang out and have a good time. And then the unthinkable <laughs> happens. A pod of bloodthirsty killer whales is gonna fuck his shit up. He's clinging to life. God help him. He doesn't have a chance in hell. Yeah. I don't know. And, just... and then they show every angle of the poor Every angle of the angle. Every, every angle <laughs> Back and to the left, and there's the aerial view. You can actually see the torso being ripped in twain here, and away you go. That's fine. Man, did you see that? Like, for Snickers. Did you see that gecko that like ran away from all those fucking snakes? Have you seen that clip? Oh my god! When you were just explaining that, like all the animals and the death happening, like that video is insane. Because that gecko goes and goes and goes. I thought he was going to die. And when he made it, I was so fucking happy. Those those videos, man, oh, heart-wrenching. Go, gecko, go. go, gecko. <laughs> yeah. That's a metaphor for life. Run. Don't let the fucking snakes catch you. That's, That's right. right That's a metaphor for fucking life. I like yeah. it. How's, how's it... your daughter doing with the, the, the feral cat? <laughs> now, now. Sure. Well... The, the first night she was the, the cats started doing cat shit so any well, new cat owners beware little cats do cat shit especially in the middle of the night she she uh she curled up and hissed at my daughter and that freaked my daughter out so she had pretty much written the cat off <clears throat> and that as her protector i did too i said fuck that cat she's out of here tomorrow i'm taking her back where she's <laughs> supposed to go but uh I, I calmed down overnight and the next day i googled my daughter is terrified of the kitten 
and I learned a lot of information about the cat. I found out that she's very uh, overactive because she didn't have any time with her mother or her brothers and sisters to work through those little animal parts. So now she's still fresh. Um, you know, kittens are supposed to stay with their mother for at least 12 weeks. So she came here. I think she's like eight weeks now. So she's still in the infant stages. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, I was able to explain all that to my daughter, tell her, you know, the mom died immediately. She didn't have a chance to bond. She's not playing. She's kind of doing what she's supposed to do. But we have to help her learn because her mom can't. And that changed my daughter's perspective totally. Like, oh. literally. After that, she was like, oh, yeah? Okay, well, we have to help her. Then I said, absolutely. That was it. All right. She was yeah, still you apprehensive. Get to, you get to be a part, man. That's great. Yeah, it was dope. So now they're best friends. I just went in there before we got, we started talking, and they were sitting on the floor playing. Cool. Because <laughs> you get cool. to be a part of them, like, growing and the things they do. It's super funny when you're like, yeah, I raised that little bastard from, like, a, a kitten. You know, and yeah. it's super fun to see how they turn out afterwards. And I have a question, though, about pets. I was wondering this because of all the black people I know, Tony, most of them have dogs. Is that, a, like, is there a distinction to do black people prefer cats or dogs as pets? Do you guys do you like pets? I think I think I think we prefer dogs. If I had to if I had to say, yeah, we prefer dogs because dogs are tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs are tougher. Yeah. We prefer we prefer dogs. People who you know people who men who have cats are pretty pretty look that kind of funny. True. True. You know, if you're a single man it, with with that, yeah, yes. for sure. Yes, I had a friend um, back in the days when I was young and hip and still cool, and we we all hung around and you know smoked weed and chased girls and did a bunch of stupid shit. But every time it was time to congregate at his house, he had like five cats, and we we're like nineteen, twenty year old dudes, man, and he had fucking cats. Well, he's a he's 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 still a weird motherfucker to this day, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's it's not that the cats are frowned on. It's just that dogs. I don't know, man. A lot of people weaponize their dogs. A lot of people yeah. treat their dogs like their cars. You know, it's a status symbol. It's a reflection of me. So when you see my dog, you should see me. And you know, that's that's what I think that's about. So yeah, a lot of a lot of people have dogs. You're not gonna hear too many black dudes talking about yeah for sure. My man, I'm about to go buy a cat. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. See, like that's. But I was just like, hmm. Just it just didn't sound right. And I was like, very no, it interested. Does, it, it doesn't happen. And then, like you said, too, like, like single guys, like, just single guys in general, like, with a cat, like, that doesn't sound right usually either. I, any of my friends, they've kind of been suckered in. They're like, well, my girlfriend wanted the thing. But at the end of the day, we generally just love those stupid animals anyways, and they cling to us, and it's not yeah, so bad. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. I were on my own, guess what? I can tell you right now, I wouldn't have a cat. I know I wouldn't. Be like, nope. If I were on my own, I wouldn't have shit, because you have to feed <laughs> and take care of these things. Fuck that. I got kids. I don't need any pets. That's for them. I'm not doing anything for that cat. I haven't uh, cleaned its litter box. I fed it because I wanted to. I talked to it because I think I need to, especially now that they've bonded. I can be the security guard for the animal that I'm supposed to be. So when it does some shit, I stomp my foot and go, hey. That's right. If I want to rub, if I want to rub something, I got my wife. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right on that. Cool. Well, fuck ass. Well, I don't know. How, how's tonight for... for Tuesday with Tony's. Did we do it? Well, we'll get some topics for next week. We'll we'll figure it out. I had, I enjoyed it, man. I had fun talking about different stuff. I like, that I like the current events and going wherever. I think that's nice. It's nice to take yeah. it and catch up. That's right. Yeah, guys. we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna have Hell some yeah. fun. Totally. Oh. We, we'll we'll discuss this. We'll figure it all out. Hell yeah. We'll keep her going, man. Tuesdays with Tony. Absolutely. First one Absolutely. of of many more to come. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Yeah.
All right, man. Well, yeah, we'll call her there and we'll go do some okay. stuff because it's vacation time for me. Like I said, again, it's another night. I got to go eat some more peaches. That is not a sexual reference. I just bought too <laughs> many peaches when I was on holidays and now they're going bad. <laughs> How many did you eat last night? I had three of them. Uh, well, I bought a case of 24 and then I went on holidays and um, it's been like a week and I'm like, these motherfuckers are getting soft and I am not throwing out this stuff. Produce is fucking expensive. That's right. You're just going to gorge them down? Well, it's juicy and delicious, right? And that can sound sexual because the peach varies, you know, but it's a real peach. It's there's, just, there's yeah, for that's reason. right. That's right, man. But it's just a delicious peach from the grocery store. Fuck yeah. I'll eat them. At least if I can get, like, you know, 16 of those sons of bitches done, I'll feel like I got, like, my money's worth. <laughs> that's, that's, that's understandable. That's, that's understandable. That's understandable. I oh, yeah. you. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, you guys be careful and take care of yourselves, and we'll speak soon. That's Thank right. You, man. Take care. Oh, yeah. Peace. Really, fellas. Peace. Peace. Tony Grants Tuesday with Tony. Tuesday with Tony. Tony Grants. That's the best outro of all time. Yeah, there we go. Bickety-bam. Poof. Boom.